Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. All right, my friends. As I'm recording this podcast, it is five weeks of COVID 19 in California. Five weeks. One of the things that I've been sharing is while I have all these great tools and I live everything that I teach and I talk about, one of the things I've realized is stress is high my stress is high. And it doesn't mean that I'm a failure or I'm not doing things right. There's collective energy around where lots of people have anxiety. I can feel it. I'm tired. And I just allow myself to feel it. And I invite you as you move through this period of time, feel the feelings, all of them. It doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you haven't done your work or you're not evolved. We're going through a global pandemic. It is our first time. There's going to be stress. There's uncertainty. We really don't like uncertainty as a culture. We don't. And especially a lot of people want surety. And I understand this because I used to be the queen of certainty. So there is stress. Understand that. It doesn't mean you can't have laughter. You can't have joy. Just know that you're going to have a whole array of feelings that are going on throughout your day, your week, hour by hour, and it's okay. You're not broken. There's not something wrong with you. So I share with you that, of course, yes, I realized, oh, I do have stress. I do have higher levels of stress than normal, and that's okay. And what do I need to do to take care of myself? And I ask myself, that's the question I ask myself every day. What do I need? What do I need? And that will actually tie into a bit what we talk about in the show today. But before we go there, I want to talk about the other reason. So there's COVID-19, you know, yes, there's stress. And then there's Corinne, who has spent the last couple of weeks building a digital course for you all. And the stress I created myself because I kept going into perfectionist mode, you know, this overachiever, like I'm really good at dialing that up. And I'd have to keep coming back because I would notice the stress inside of me. I was like, oh, here I go into this perfectionist mode. Let's come on back. I love watching my brain. It's so fascinating. because <laughs> It's like, oh my gosh, thank goodness I do this work. So I've been spending this time building this digital course about how to feel confident. And I'm really, really excited because at the time of this podcast dropping, the course is now available for you. And I'm really proud of this work that I've done because it's accumulation of the body of work that I've done in my career where I'm applying research that other people have done and how I've helped people implement it into their lives. This is what I call their so-called real lives, right? There's the theory and there's the research about how to do stuff. My superpower, my skill set is helping people take these concepts and apply them and live them. And now I have this digital course about how to feel confident. I used to believe that confidence came from achievement. And if I could achieve X, then I'd be confident. If I could achieve, I could then believe in myself. So if you want to learn how to feel confident in your life without doing more, working harder, then go to my website at howshereallydoesit.com. We'll also have a link in the show notes where you can take my course and I'll break it all down for you. 
In today's podcast, I'm going to talk with you about what you need to believe in yourself. And let's not kid ourselves. Believing in ourselves during this time of COVID-19 is really important because remember how I talked about being stressed? When we are tired, when we're stressed, when we're exhausted, it does become harder to believe in ourselves. And so knowing how to believe in yourself so that you can dial that up and stand in your own beliefs in yourself is going to help you move through this time of our lives. So I want to start first by asking, why do so many accomplished people still struggle with believing in themselves? Think about that. Isn't that fascinating? Doesn't that go against the promise of what we've been told in our culture? Achieve, become accomplished, obtain your goal, and then you'll have plenty of evidence to believe in yourself. Sit with that for a moment. Those are the cultural messages that we have been inundated with throughout our lives. And think about how this pertains to your own life. Why, when you've accomplished your goals, do you still struggle with believing in yourself, with believing you are indeed enough, smart enough, strong enough, pretty enough, popular enough. And here's a new one for you. Well, liked enough. Yes, that darn voice of shame. Have you ever achieved a goal, whether it may be going to med school, being accepted to the university you wanted to go to, you had athletic performance, career goals, and then had a meltdown? I did. So I'm going to tell you a story about this. When I was a young coach and I was trying to do it all. I was the mother of four kids, blended family. I had a newborn to, I think, 14, 15 year old at the time in the house. I was the head coach of not one team like my colleagues, but three teams (laughs) because of course I can just do more, right? And I had two of my kids were under the age of two and a half. So I had teenagers and I had a two-year-old and a baby. So I'm going into the college season. We're working hard. You know, I'm not going to let being the mother of four <laughs> diminish my capacity for work. I don't allow that for myself. And we go through, we train, and we get to the state championships. And I've got this squad of young men, which is totally counterculture, right? I'm a female head coach, and my assistant coach is a man, and my team is the men's team. None of our women qualified that year, but our men were really strong and fast that year. And so here we are, we're at the state championships, it's actually down in Pasadena, California, and we're swimming along, and they just start swimming on fire. They are absolutely on fire and all the work that we had done over the past couple of years is starting just to pay off and they swim fast. And one of the guys, Matt Casto gets up on the blocks and he just raced and I watched him race and he won and became a state champion. And as soon as that happened, I knew I had this other guy on the team Burton. And it was like, there's no way that he's going to let Casto be the only one that wins. And he comes back and he wins. So we have two state champions. The last night of the meet, they swim relays and they swim their hearts out there and they get fourth place at state, which for four guys to go to the state championships and get fourth place, they were very proud. They were a small team and a mighty team. And so if you had asked me this six years before, when I started the programs and I started the programs, they hadn't been a team since the eighties or early nineties. 
when I'd started the team six years earlier, I would never have thought that this would have been possible. I wouldn't even allowed myself to dream this level of success because I still had that belief in me that I was this loser from loser street. And so I was working really hard to achieve, to be able to believe in myself, which is what I'm talking about today. But I couldn't have conceived of this idea. And when this actually occurred and our team had done so well, yes, I was proud and we celebrated and we went out to dinner. And then that night I was back in my hotel room and I remember being in tears and I was so afraid because I thought that this just kind of magically happened and I felt even more like an imposter and I wasn't quite sure how this was going to be able to replicate this again. And remember, this for me was a career high achievement. It was a bigger dream than I could have ever dreamed for myself or my team or for our program or for my school. And I was now able to stand with my colleagues at my college with success. Like I had, here's this level of success. Here are the things that I can say about our program. And there was a part of me was like, well, I've proved I was worthy, right? (laughs) My team actually had a measurable level of success and we were proud and I was astonished and I was also afraid. And I didn't know how we had achieved it. And I didn't believe in myself that we could do it again. So instead of believing in the process I put together, I believed it happened magically and I couldn't replicate it again. Remember, this is the imposter syndrome. This is the voice of shame. I'm a fraud. This was not something I was a part of. Like this happened outside of you. This isn't something you're a part of. I was just lucky to be in the right place at the right time. Now let's fast forward. Two years later, we're at the state championships again. This time we were in Ventura, California for the state championships. And I was with a totally different squad. It was my woman's team. And much like how I built a lot of this program, I was building these programs where I was driving myself from a place of fear and shame. And we were able to accomplish fourth place once again. So I'm like, huh, fourth place, two different teams, two different sets of athletes. And we did it again. Was this something that just magically happened? That was the question, but I still didn't believe in myself. And back at the hotel room again that night, I was so afraid. Shit. How am I going to do this again? Now, maybe you have a similar story, a career goal that once seemed unobtainable, impossible for you. You believed those who were able to achieve their goals believed in themselves. So you're like, okay, I don't even let myself dream those goals, right? That's where I was back then. And then one day you find yourself stumbling into a dream or a goal you never saw for yourself. And for a moment, you believe this is it. Once I achieve this, (laughs) I'm going to believe in myself. I'm going to have all this evidence to believe in myself. You finally crossed that hurdle to believing in yourself. You've achieved beyond your goals. So now you can have plenty of evidence to believe in yourself. (laughs) Well, we have a problem, my friend. There's this thing called the inner critic and our inner critic has lots of messages for us. So 
for a moment, you may feel that rush of like, Ooh, this feels so good. Look at what I've accomplished or what we've accomplished. And then your old friend, your inner critic comes back to start chirping in. So my inner critic, Corinne likes to say, really, Corinne, people will really find out that you aren't all that. Corinne, you are a loser from loser street. And this is not possible for you. Corinne. Now, if you get too big for your britches, people will not like you and they will think you're too much. Yep. Crap. No matter what you do, where you turn, you're either not enough or too much. Isn't that the truth? So first, a really important thing, the achieving to believe doesn't sustain. It doesn't work. It gives us some endorphin hits and we feel good for the moment, but it comes back to what do you really believe about yourself? What is your truth? Because if you don't believe in yourself, that is the root belief of all the other stuff. If you don't believe in yourself, all the other stuff that you do to try to change it doesn't go back to change the root cause. The root cause is what you believe about yourself. I was trying to do it with all this external stuff to prove to myself that, see, I can believe in myself. I am worthy. Except I had this limiting belief that I wasn't worthy. I couldn't believe in myself. I can't trust myself. So no matter what I achieved on the outside, as long as the inside had that limitation, I couldn't absorb it. I couldn't really live in that moment. So I've known you must believe to achieve. And I also got confused as I focused on achieving to believe. And we all do that. We understand the theory, right? We understand. That's why there's all these books and research and, you know, things. We understand it intellectually. And you might like listen to my podcast and go, yes, yes, yes. And then you struggle with the implementation. That is what we do. (laughs) It's the reality, right? So let's just accept that is what we do. We can understand it intellectually and yet struggle to apply it. Give yourself grace with that, my friend. And then realize that believing before achieving is also frightening because who the heck wants to lose face? I was brought up, I was raised with the message, do not lose face. Do not let people see you sweat, right? Don't be wrong. You must be perfect. So believing in ourselves is frightening because we could be wrong. And instead of, you know, believing in ourselves, we create a safety net with our thinking that I can believe in myself once I achieve, because then I'll have all this evidence to back it up. But if you create achievement from being rooted in shame and fear, like I was, then after achieving, you are still left with the same shame and fear after you've accomplished, after you've achieved your goals and dreams. So there is a better way, my friend. First, stop being rooted. Stop trying to cultivate your life, grow and achieve in your life in the toxic soil of shame and fear. We're going to feel it. We have it. That's okay. We just don't want to live there. I talk about living in the swampland of shame. We don't want to live in that place and try to grow. It's a lot harder to grow there. What we want to do is we want to root ourselves in love and compassion instead of living in shame and fear. 
So what we need to do to get out of shame and fear, and as Brene Brown's research has shown us, is that the antidote to shame is empathy and compassion. We want to have compassion to ourselves, love ourselves, love all of you, you know, understand that we are all flawed. That's part of our common humanity. Be loving, be kind, root ourselves in love, fully accept all of you, all parts of you, not just the perfect parts or the parts that you want people to see, but all parts. We all have our strengths and our flaws. I do, you do, we all have them. And there's so much beauty in that, though we've been taught that there hasn't, but there is. So be rooted in love and compassion because when you're there, then you can actually flourish and you can cultivate believing in yourself. When you're rooted in love and compassion, you can then dial up something that's really, really important component to believing in yourself and it's courage. You're going to need to love yourself to have the courage to believe in yourself because there's always going to be that darn inner critic voice in the back of your head saying, but what if you're wrong, Corinne? What if you're wrong? It takes so much courage to believe in ourselves. And that's one of the obstacles that we often forget. It does take courage. Maybe you are wrong, but to have courage, you must be in a nourished environment. You must be able to take care of yourself so that you can own your voice, right? Your voice matters. What you believe, what you have to say matters. Not everybody's going to be interested. Not everybody's going to care. Not everybody's going to agree with you, but your voice matters. And how often were you either given the message that your voice didn't matter or that you told yourself your voice didn't matter. So owning your voice, listening to what you have to say, trusting yourself, right? Allowing yourself to make mistakes and knowing that you can get back up from those mistakes. Yes, you'll fall down. And yes, you can rise back up. Now, another obstacle to believing in yourself is this idea that, oh, if I believe in myself, I'm going to be cocky or arrogant. So we mistake believing in ourselves to mean that, right? It's not true. If you're cocky or arrogant, are you really aligned with who you are? Are you aligned with your values and the essence of who you are? Or is this your way of puffing up? Is it your armor of protection? not grounded in who you are, the essence of who you are. So I look at cocky and arrogance as the puffed up version of yourself trying to prove, right? Trying to cover up your vulnerabilities and the care that you have and the concerns that you have. So when you believe in yourself, you're obviously checking in with yourself. Are you aligned with your values? Are you being who you want to be and how you want to show up in your life? Not cocky and arrogant but grounded in you, the essence of you. And yes, believing in yourself is hard and it's scary, right? That's why we need courage because when we believe in ourselves, we are experiencing vulnerability, which is uncertainty, emotional exposure, and risk. Believing in ourselves, we could be wrong. Here's my opinion. Here's what I think. Here's what I believe about myself. Here's the value I believe I'm offering. And we could be wrong. And we can also not be the right fit for everybody. We're not supposed to be the right fit for everybody, by the way. Now, once you start believing in yourself, there'll be those who are in your life who'll think you're too much. They may label you as cocky and arrogant. And I don't know about you, but being too much for me in some ways is worse than not being enough. 
I can go and have a nice pity party for myself, but it's like, oh, I don't want to be too much in my world. So the alternative though, to not being too much is not believing myself, which my friend for us, let's just make it no longer allowed. Okay. So we need to step out of being rooted in shame and root ourselves in compassion. And here's what I invite you to do. Cause you may be saying, but Corinne, okay, this sounds great. I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, how do I do it? <laughs> this is what I hear often. What you can do is get out a pen and paper. I'm really a huge fan of writing. Journaling has been my way through this COVID-19 even more so than in the past. I've dialed it up even further. So get out a pen and paper, get out your journal and be compassionate, be loving to yourself, right? Talk to yourself the way you would talk to your best friend, talk to yourself the way you would talk to your child, wherever it is that you are compassionate, dial that up and give it to yourself. And then think about who you are underneath all of the self-loathing, self-criticism, the not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, and write that down. What's the world missing by you not believing in yourself? Who's the world missing by you not believing in yourself? Do you have humor that the world needs, especially right now? Do you care deeply for others? And you know the world needs this a lot of love right now. Do you have an inner strength inside of you? Yep, you know the world needs your strength right now. Write down your list of who you are underneath all of the self-loathing, the self-criticism, the not good enough, the not smart enough, the not well-liked enough. Who is in there? And remember, that is you. And believe in you. And I invite you to know, I really want you to know that yes, you can do hard things. You don't have to have all the answers. You are allowed to make mistakes. It's okay if people don't like you. Not everyone's supposed to. And my friend, you really don't have the capacity to have everybody like you. (laughs) Think about it. That'd be a lot of people. And finally, you can learn and nothing is wasted. I love Mary Oliver. And I often think about her question of what are you going to do with this one precious life? Think about that. What are you going to do with this one precious life? It's not a dress rehearsal. There's no someday. We need to stop that. That someday is about putting off and we're dress rehearsing and dress rehearsing. Your time is now. Your world, it could be your family. It could be your workplace. That is your world. Don't diminish it. Don't go, oh, well, so-and-so, Senator's doing this great work or this person's doing this work or Koran's got these people. Don't do any of that your world. Believe in you. I want to believe in me so I can fully show up and serve my community, lead my family and connect with those that I love. Why do you want to believe in you? And when I didn't believe in me, I hustled to achieve, to prove to myself, I could believe in myself and that my friend is an exhausting way to live. And it didn't serve anyone. And it really hurt those I loved because all that hustling, all that approval whoring I was doing, it left me diminished at the end of the day and the offloading of my own pain onto those that I loved. So instead I choose to believe in me 
And it's a choice that I make every day and I have to come back to it. And some days I'm like, really? And I'm like, yep, Corinne, this is what we're choosing. (laughs) And I choose to believe in me so I can be my best self, the one who is fully flawed and filled with love so I can connect with those I love and serve my clients and my community and my family. And not in that order for those of you who may have a critic out there, not in that order. Those are the people. I really think about that. So I invite you, let's rise up together. I invite you to be brave with me and believe in yourself, believe, and then go out there and achieve and enjoy the heck out of it and really rejoice in the accomplishments that you have because you've already been rooted in love and compassion and you weren't trying to use your achievements to be able to hustle your way, the wordiness, and then to be able to allow yourself to believe. Instead, when you're rooted in love and compassion and you go and achieve, you can then sit back and rejoice and say, hey, yay me, look at what we did. And just like I'm really proud of this digital course, how to feel confident, and I can rejoice in that. And that's really important part in the sustainability of our believing in ourselves and our relationships with ourselves. We must celebrate our successes, own our flaws, and believe in ourselves because this is our one precious life. It is our gift to us. And how do we want to show up in it? All right, my friend, I am smiling big for you. And if you're ready and you're saying, Corinne, I want to feel more confident. How do I do it? I've got just the thing for you. Go to howshereallydoesit.com and take my course, How to Feel Confident. Hey there, before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes and that will ensure you that you never miss a show and you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things, but you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. On a lake, she is dreaming. She is drifting, never been so wild.